0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network. Hello, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen here to tell you to listen to the Rough House Podcast, hosted by Christoph and Marty Housing. Very good. You both got the Housing in there. Listen to the podcast or up yours. Anyways, have a nice time. Love that, Dan Housing. Listen to this podcast. It's very nice, very evil. The Rough House Podcast Housen. Yes! Gen is so powerful. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Koda Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode and number 238. Wowzers. July 25th, 2021. Chris, yes. I think it is important to do this, not just because we missed last week, but because of absolutely everything that's gone on since we last recorded. I mm-hmm. think it's time to... Throw out the standard template of a Rough House episode. Okay. All right. What do you have in mind? Well, I, I, I think we just got to hit all the big news. We got to we gotta dig into all of it. Uh, it. It's been an absolutely bonkers two weeks. Who, who would have thought a week where you have Jay White and Kenny Omega in the same ring? Mm-hmm. That in would be of all places. Uh, an impact of all places. That would be one of the lesser stories of the week.
2: Yeah, yeah. Had we recorded last uh, Sunday, it would have been the top story. Yes, but, uh, a lot a has happened number one. since. Yeah. It would been A number one,
1: but let's just dig into it. There we go again. That's right. CM Punk is in the news <laughs> once again. Oh, uh, RIP, DMX. <laughs> yes, RIP. Look, hey, if, if, if there's any story that, that requires the DMX, it is CM Punk talking
2: to companies about wrestling again. I mean, it pretty much happens every year around this time when AEW is ready to go back to Chicago. <laughs> it seems like that's when the talks yes. really fire up, and the, the the rumor and scuttlebutt, and the uh, yes. the IWC is in a flutter for many a reason, with uh, you know, alleged talks taking place between uh, interested parties. Yes, or so, not uninterested parties. We don't know.
1: Yeah, we, we don't really know. And and honestly, the the way the stories have have come out and and progressed. Honestly, this story led to what I feel like is a a more intriguing story, Um, but the way it broke was last Thursday, uh, Chandra S. Sapp of uh, Fightful, he said that there were talks going on between AEW and CM Punk. Mm -hmm. He did not say anyone was signed. He did not say anything was agreed to. He said there were conversations. And I'll be honest, when I first heard this story, I took it as kind of a massive nothing burger. Of course Tony Khan is talking to CM Punk. He's yeah. gone on record multiple times that when he had the idea for AEW, when he was sitting there and pitching to Turner before he had conversation, number one, with Kenny Omega, the young Bucks, Chris Jericho, whoever. The idea was, hey, Punk's on the market. Jericho's going to be on the market. Bucks and Omega are going to be on the market. I want to build a company around these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Punk was part of the idea, and, you know, Tony Khan, he's a nerd, he's got that collector's
2: mentality, you're gonna go after the one piece you never got. Sure, yeah, no, absolutely, and he's been kind of the white whale of pro wrestling booking, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm sure he's gotten calls and emails and texts from every company. You know, I'm sure Joe cough from fucking ring of honor sent a feeler out. I was like, Hey man, (laughs) that, that, that it's funny. You say that Uh, word did come out later on in the week
1: that apparently uh, CM punk was a project for Marty Skrull before Skrull got caught up in the whole, uh, the whole speaking out movement and uh, you know, in addition to sort of salvaging the Ring of Honor and New Japan relationship, he was told, "Hey, see if
2: you can work something
1: out with CM Punk."
2: Wow, no, I didn't even yeah. know that. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it, it comes as it, 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 for me at least, it came as very little surprise that yeah, Ew is going to talk to CM Punk. Sure. Especially right now, Punk's going to be back in the news because he's on that uh that Stars Show heels which. Chris, did you watch the new trailer for that? Nope. I can tell you. Doesn't look good. (laughs) This is uh, Stephen Amell, right? Yes, this is a Stephen Amell show. Um, There's literally a a, a segment in there where one guy's talking about how he can't play with his kids because he's got to write the show.
0: Oh, God.
1: It's fucking local indie wrestling.
2: You okay. D- d- All right. <laughs> what
1: are you writing? You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're taking the 12 names. You're pairing them up and going, that guy wins. That guy wins. That guy wins. That guy wins. Like <laughs> no offense to anyone, uh, uh, lo- locally, especially listening. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure there's a lot more involved, but it sure as shit isn't on the writing side of
2: things. Right? Yeah. Logistically, you know, securing yeah. a venue, getting the ring there, having crew, Flyering. having security, having doc, yeah. having the doctor there. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going into running a, a pro wrestling show. But it yeah, is it's, not. It's, I'm trying to write my magnum
1: opus of professional wrestling. Therefore, I can't play with my kids. Um, yeah, it's, a, it, it's a bit much. Yes. It's very ridiculous, which means if it weren't on stars, I'd probably watch it just to hate watch it. <laughs> but this involves another uh, subscription. Another subscription. But yeah. yeah, okay. Punk AEW. Not shocked, not surprised. But what I thought was funny was in the middle of this, you know, the internet's losing their mind. Oh, it's going to happen. CM Punk's going to be back in the ring for the first time in seven years. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call him. (laughs) Apparently, he's all but a done deal to go to AEW. And it all boils down to the fact that AEW is a place where he can sign, he can make a good wage, and more importantly to him, he can work literally anywhere else. He can go to Japan and work New Japan when he's able to do so without, you know, all the COVID restrictions. He can go down to Mexico He can be like, fuck it, I want to work Chris Bay and Impact for some reason. He can do that. He can work indie shows. WWE was never going to give him that. Yes, Nick Khan tried to reach out and broker something with New Japan, but that was only going to be a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So it sounds like we're getting Daniel Bryan in AEW, which to me feels like, and- it feels weird to say this considering how much people wanted punk in AEW. It feels like Daniel Bryan's the bigger victory. Like there feels like that is a, <clears throat> a, it's like, how do I put this? Grabbing punk is going to grab the eyeballs. Grabbing Brian Danielson. will keep them there.
2: Yes. Uh, because, you know, when you think of quality of matches uh, and this is not, so much a slight on punk as it is um, an extolling of the virtues of a Daniel Bryan is that the match quality uh pendulum swings in the side of Daniel Bryan more so yeah. than the CM Punk, especially like you said, punk hasn't wrestled uh in seven years. Yeah. Bryan had some time off, but has been kind of, you know, mostly back to being in ring shape and has proven that he can still, Go and put on really entertaining matches, even of, you know, a style that it doesn't appeal to a fair amount of people, myself and I guess you most of the time included, my friend. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Punk is going to get the headlines. But and also, I don't know if it's going to be a long term thing with Punk. I think I think Brian. With this possibility of working elsewhere, this could be where he finishes up because he's going to, you know, check off the rest of his pro wrestling career bucket list uh, and he'll be able to.
1: Yeah. And I I think the thing that is intriguing is, okay, so they signed Punk. Punk is clearly going to be involved in, you know, they're going to run Punk versus Omega. They're probably going to run. In fact, I think this is the best story and I'll tell you my, my setup for it in a minute. Okay. Uh, probably run Punk versus Hangman Page. Okay. Probably run Punk versus Cody. Probably Punk probably Punk and Bryan against The Young Bucks. Um yeah, I can see that. You know, it it's going to be about big marquee matches. Yeah. A guy like Daniel Bryan, he comes in, yes, he's going to have the big matches, you know. Danielson and Omega should be unbelievable. Sure. Uh, running back with people that he has history with, like Cody and Moxley will be interesting. I could see Danielson being one of those guys going, you know what? I want a 20 minute match with Dante Martin and I'm going to put this kid the fuck over. Yeah. Give me Johnny Hungy. I'm going to go out there and <laughs> tear it down. Exactly. I could see him doing that a lot more than Punk. 100%.
0: Yeah, and
2: yeah, I, I can Punk, see him Punk is not saying uh oh wow uh, I really want to uh I really want to give Mark Quinn a shot you yeah, know yeah. I don't see that happening I could see Daniel Bryan going
1: fuck it I am going to have the weirdest submission field match with Helico you've ever seen was just going to fucking say yes. that <laughs> You know that that to me is is where the excitement builds because he's going to be a guy that doesn't just go I want these marquee matches he's going to go all right, give me 20 minutes on Rampage against that guy. Yeah. Like
2: he's make he's, it a, make it a segment, make it a bit, make it like, yeah. you know, like, you know, Brian's uh, you know, I, I don't know what you call it, whatever the, the fuck. You come Wrestling up the clinic.
1: 101 name. with Brian
2: Danielson
1: and and right,
2: just, it's the just clinic, him, just call it the clinic. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just him strutting shots and doing Brian matches. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um but Punk, I could see being brought in to do big things. Yeah, uh, he's going to be, you know, the main events of AEW pay-per-views or semi main events for like a year. Uh, Punk and MJF probably will be yeah. uh, a big thing. But my thought here is and what I think would be the best story they can do. Bring Punk in as a baby face. Okay. So then you have some big thing where there's like a schmoz with uh, the elite beaten down hangman page. Mm-hmm. Punk runs down for the save. Hangman's going to go for the buckshot. He hands his beer to Punk, says, hey, hold my beer. And that incenses Punk because, of right. course, he's straight, straight edge. Baby. And that makes him better than you. Yeah. And there you go. You you got Punk going full heel. He beats the shit out of Hangman Page. You've got a big time match for Hangman Page against a big name star. And, you know, ultimately, Punk puts Page over but I I think that feels like the the natural big time match in terms of who could they have Punk put over in AEW yeah. because otherwise I I don't I, I don't see a lot of matchups. The thing that I find interesting is apparently this has also made WWE
2: reach out to Punk again. Oh really? Yeah. I mean it's not surprising when you, when you say it, but yeah, yeah. it hadn't crossed my mind because they are. You know, more recently, they hadn't been in the uh, the market for spending money as opposed yes. to uh, cutting money.
1: Yes. And the thing that I legitimately am wondering to myself, because clearly Punk's focused on his legacy right now. You know, he's 42, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, this, I believe, will be his last run, or at least the last run he can do where it's like he can work at a certain level. Yeah. I'm thinking he's worried about the matchups. I'm thinking he's worried about the creative. Who on the roster does WWE have that he can go,
2: hey, Punk, you can work person. Wow. Um, I'm just trying to think of people that he hadn't wouldn't have had the opportunity to cross paths with. And it's, you know, kind of like that younger crew, former NXT people like a Ricochet yeah. or a Matt Riddle. Um, Christ,
1: I don't I don't know. Even... and insane, maybe. But I believe Owens still has heat with him from
2: Ring of Honor. Oh, so, really? There was bad blood there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Owens goes into it in a shoot interview. But um, basically, uh, Owens old gear was he wore a T-shirt over a singlet. Mm-hmm. And he was during one of his first ring of honor shots. He was working out before his match and that sort of thing. And apparently punk made fun of him. Over well, the PA for wearing a t-shirt with a singlet.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I would, I would be a little pissed <laughs> about that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. There's, there's not a long laundry list of people that I would want to see punk face and in WWE. And then, you know, Our luck, it would be, you know, say he signs with WWE for an ungodly amount of money, and then they'll end up doing fucking Punk versus Goldberg or something. Like, and it's (laughs) just Punk versus Seamus. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, God, come on. Like,
1: they could literally just, you know, fucking meme it and have him go against Seamus and uh, Roman Reigns, and of course, he loses, making Roman look strong. Like, right. Yeah, exactly. They they could just run him through the guy. Oh, and probably Triple H gets to pin him. Uh, You know, just. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because that's how they work they're fucking right. you know uh still pissed about the tiniest of things and they will yeah they instead of doing something that fans will actually want to watch they would rather you know settle old differences on television
2: right and Which, my question yeah go ahead my question is who specifically reach would be the one to reach out to punk kenya seaman out at wwe so we know that didn't happen yeah um I love Triple the idea H. that it is Triple H. I love the Triple idea H H that H calling that. him. I mean, that's <laughs> that takes some brass balls right there. Yeah, you know, to to it's even probably think Johnny Ace.
1: Call. But I I love the idea of it being
2: Triple H. I would love the idea of Nick Khan calling CM Punk and Punk getting confused, thinking <laughs> it's Tony Khan. It's like, oh yeah 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 yeah. Hey, yeah, it's Khan. What's up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: You're talking and, uh, to God.
2: What's up? Being a doofus and signing a contract for the wrong company. <laughs> it's like, why are they st- sending me to Stanford? I thought they were based out of Jacksonville. Oh, whatever. Do, 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 do. Can I have another Pepsi, please? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah I mean uh, it, it sounds like from what a lot of people who aren't Dave Meltzer are, are willing to say uh, I believe it's um, the team at bodyslim.net who do know people internally at aew it sounds like it's a done deal for both guys um with Be interesting with Danielson it's it's not that big a surprise uh we do dig much deeper into the possibilities and in the, the what fours over on uh, the patreon for the schlegel yeah. Soapbox episode so feel free to pop it over there, Uh, but something I did want to dig into a a little bit more uh, that we touched upon in the Schlegel soapbox is uh, the ineffectiveness and overall destruction of NXT by the coward Vince McMahon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'd watch that movie. Uh, Wait, no, I wouldn't. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Why
1: why do you need a movie when you're watching it in real time? So again, we talked a little bit about this on Schlegel soapbox Um, carrying cross got his official our semi official WWE main roster call up while being NXT champion. Uh, Did he come out with
2: the title? Was he it came an, out was it a, with the title. Okay.
1: He had the, the fucking lower third graphic and everything. Okay. Um, they made it clear he was from NXT. They made it clear he was NXT champion and proceeded to have Jeff Hardy beat him in 90 seconds. That's uh, uh,
2: embarrassing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Clean as a sheet. Barely any offense for carry. It was like a girls. roll up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, swanton twist of fate roll up it was it was fucking nothing um no scarlet with carrying cross uh crowd went very mild
2: for uh (laughs) yeah because you're just looking at a you know a doofus that you've seen 30 of them you know in the past however many years he's the prototypical kind of big man bald head good shape couple tattoos looks semi-imposing no, no, they took away the only things that made him unique, which were his intro and his hot wife. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So all that gone. And at the same time, he is the focus of the top angle on NXT, which is uh, he has incensed William Regal and uh, Samoa Joe enough that we are going to have Samoa Joe versus. Carrying Cross for the NXT World Title—a little bit of a spoiler for NXT this coming week because it, it was taped this week. But that, oh. the the end result is that we are going to have Samoa Joe versus Carrying Cross at Takeover this August.
2: Well, wasn't the other spoiler that they had to recut a promo of Carrying Cross because the crowd yes. was chanting Hardy Hardy at him? Yes. The the big so uh, what what had happened? Well, what had happened was.
1: Week and a half ago on NXT, Um, they ran Johnny Gargano versus uh, Karrion Kross for the NXT world title, which Samoa Joe was the referee of
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Karrion Kross got all up in Samoa Joe's face. Karrion Kross wins. They have a bit of physical confrontation afterwards. This week on NXT, William Regal yelled at Samoa Joe. Samojo's like, hey, I thought you told me if I needed to, I could get physically involved. William Regal, with a rare bit of logic, says, hey, you were there as the official, not as our enforcer. So therefore, you are out of line. I, I actually <laughs> liked them kind of sticking to some logic there. Okay. Uh, and right. then at the end of the show, uh, Karrion Cross beat the shit out of uh, William Regal, which is what will be pushing Joey Samoie to getting back in the ring. After Did he beat him up on
2: camera away. or off camera? Off camera. Off ah, camera. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see Regal take a bump.
1: So um yeah, uh they they shot this big angle during the tapings on Wednesday night. And the whole thing was that uh carrying Cross was coming out and Samoa Joe was gonna confront him, but instead a hardy chant interrupted it and they had to reshoot the entire thing, which man, that's that's fucking great, isn't it?
2: that's a bad week for cross. Like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he was happy to have been on Monday night. Raw. Uh, but you know, the fact that they took away all the cool and notable things about him, the fact that he lost in 90 seconds by roll up to Jeff Hardy and the fact that, you know, his hot angle as NXT champion had to be redone due to being taunted by WWE crowd. That's a, that's a demoralizing week and he'd be a couple bottles of Elijah Craig down at this point if I was him.
1: Now, the other bit that I think was kind of humorous is uh, for those who don't know the deal with the cwc tapings the capital wrestling center tapings for the nxt the audience drives to full sail they get on a bus and the bus takes them to
2: the cwc the performance center Uh, oh so it's in the cwc is in the pc yes I did not know that. I yes. Did not realize that. CWC is in the Performance Center. so what I imagine they don't have the parking at the PC for right. all those fans. So they have to go
1: to Full sale first. Okay. Then they hop a bus, and that's it. Then after the show, they have to wait for the bus to come by and pick them up and that sort sure. thing. A bunch of fans tried to get the jump at the end of the show, and the end of the tapings on Wednesday, to sort of beat the crowd cuz basically mm-hmm. if you're not on that first bus you have to wait 45 minutes for the bus to come back and double to do. The security was by the door told them to go back to their seats. <laughs> said, "Don't worry, there's a surprise coming." Oh no. They go to their seats and it's the retaping uh, of the Joe Cross Angle. Uh, so they bait and cool. switch the fucking
2: people who want to leave. Woof. That, uh, that is that is not the look you're, you're you're attaining to get right there. That is that's that's pretty damn bad. Wow. That would be. Yeah, man. Yeah. He, he, hey, welcome to Ruth's Chris. Uh, you know, uh, you want a filet medium rare? OK. No. All right. Fuck here's off. a you know, here's here's a skirt steak that is well done. You know, yeah. that's yeah. that's awful.
1: But, yeah, so that's the status of your NXT world champion. He is an absolute joke that they have to retape things for. And I'm just wondering at this point, and I know your answer, Chris, but I I, I ask this to the OG538. Is it worth investing your time anymore into WWE as a product? And I ask this because you have now seen in totality – what the pipeline looks like. Yeah. You could be the top guy on their number three brand that they're pushing as King shit of fuck mountain and they will shove him on television and make him look like he's absolutely worthless. And you're a fool for liking him. You, you Hey, did you like Keith Lee? He was double champion. Guess what? He's getting squashed. So Bobby Lashley can go against Bill Goldberg.
2: Yeah.
0: And what,
1: uh, what is the <clears throat> point anymore? Like, what is literally the point anymore? Uh, Okay, you have Roman Reigns. He is arguably the most dominant champion in years. They finally got smart enough to make him a heel. The best Mm -hmm. things they've got for him are uh, a very old-looking-like-Jesus Edge, Mm -hmm. John Cena, who appears to be cosplaying as himself now, (laughs) and... I'll give them this. It's slightly different. They had Finn Balor pop back up on SmackDown and he put a challenge to Roman Reigns that Roman Reigns has accepted when and where the match will be. They did not say that much, but Roman Reigns says he will not face John Cena, which makes me wonder, are we getting a fucking three way out of this? But it's neither here nor there. What's the point of it anymore? What, what's it the not- point of getting behind any of these talents? If I go to the other channel and I get invested in a Jungle Boy, I'm going to see him get world title shots. I'm going to see him take down legends in Battle Royals. I'm going to see him get better and better and bigger and more important. If I was watching AEW Dynamite from day one, I'd be like, that Darby – actually, Darby wasn't even on the first show. He was on the fucking Dark show. Yeah. But still, I see this kid Darby Allen. He's busting his ass. Oh, he gets a match with Chris Jericho. Oh, he gets a match with Cody. Oh, he gets a fucking secondary belt. And now he's main eventing with fucking coffin matches? Like, Yeah,
2: and popping ratings.
1: Yeah. I've been able to watch his trajectory and get behind him and be rewarded for watching. What's the reward with WWE anymore?
2: Well, there there is none because there's no ascent for any of their superstars. It's all a flat line.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I I know you could sit there and point out and I will I will give credit where credit is due. They put the money in the bank briefcase in the hands of Nikki Cross. Sorry, Nikki A.S.H. They put it in her hands on Sunday. I did not see that coming. I wish I did not see the match that led up to it, but I Mm. did not see that coming. And then on Monday, they had her cash in and went clean as a fucking sheet. Yeah, on Charlotte Flair. On Charlotte Flair. Genuinely surprising. Now granted with a diving crossbody. <laughs> granted. Well, with her it's just called a diving body. Uh granted I Granted. <laughs> I recognize because I'm a pro wrestling fan.
0: Why am I laughing so hard at that? <laughs>
1: I I recognize as a pro wrestling fan that because of the way the commentary has been working, which, by the way, has knocked down Charlotte Flair's number of world title victories, I believe, from 14 to 12, because the NXT ones don't count anymore.
2: Uh, Wait, seriously? They did that?
1: Yes. They started saying a lower number, and people realized it synced up with how many NXT world titles she had. Wow. But I recognize that clearly. The idea is, look, she can't be 16-time world champion to match her dad unless she loses the belt 15 times. Yeah, she's had a lot of quick uh, title reigns. She has never had a lengthy one, no. Because for them, it's all about quantity, not about quality.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much their M.O. to a (laughs) T, you know? It's yeah, I I remember that one summer where uh, Banks and Charlotte traded the belt back like five or six times over the course of a couple months. Um, Wow. Yeah, that's that's I mean, if there was ever any, you know, you needed any kind of clarification as to where NXT stands in the grand scheme of the corporate structure of WWE, it is no longer a third brand. No, it is developmental and it does not count.
1: Yeah, none of it counts. Absolutely none of it counts. You, you can spend years being dedicated to NXT as a fan. And God bless it for, let's call it the five years. It was a, a network only product. Mm-hmm. It was goddamn great. It was, it was. A fucking joy. It was phenomenal. I loved so much of what they did. It's meaningless now. It means nothing. Sorry, Jody Gargano. Sorry, uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Sorry, Adam Cole. You are the top guys on a
2: roster that means fucking nothing. Yeah, I think part of it is those guys are still there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that definitely I, doesn't you know, help. If if they hadn't, uh, if they hadn't moved up to the main roster to, you know, job on main event to uh, yeah. Apollo Cruz or whatever, um, then you would have had you know an opportunity for new uh newer people to to you know get the uh, get the chance to, to run with the title i mean bronson reed had a, a cup of coffee with the north american title mm-hmm. um you've got uh swerve who has the north american title now if I'm yeah, not yeah. Mistaken. And he's
1: got his hit row crew
2: and... he's got hit row which is apparently one of the better things happening on it nxt is. It you've is. got uh, el Legado del fantasma with um uh sant San- santos escobar is that his name uh yes el ego del fantasma uh yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, King Cuerno. He's still King Cuerno to me. Yes. Uh, so is he still the Cruzador champ or no? He lost no, no, that no, t-
1: Kushida is the Cruzador. champ. Oh,
2: that's right. Uh, fuck, I even forgot Kushida was employed there. Yeah. For How has Kushida not been NXT champion yet? I don't
1: know. But they're apparently trying to make the Cruzador title a focus of NXT, which is right. why it has been now made a, a title almost exclusively on NXT because 205 Live is just an NXT B brand. Uh, At least as far as his book now. Uh, That Uh, said, they they started this diamond mind uh, thing and they're already having those guys drop L's. So
2: whatever. That's the Roddy Strong, Mark uh, uh, Malcolm Bivens situation. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. Yes. Which, by the way,
2: is uh, an R&B album I would absolutely
1: listen to the Malcolm Bivin situation <laughs> the Roddy Strong Malcolm Bivin
2: situation yes <laughs> if you listen to Jay-Z and Linkin Park Collision Course you will <laughs> love the Roderick Strong Malcolm Bivin situation
1: <laughs> i would absolutely listen to that but yeah, yeah it's 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 just it's so frustrating because you had the genesis of a very good thing and i will still sit here and say on paper the WWE roster is out of this world. Mm-hmm. But they have done nothing, nothing at all to make me excited. Money in the Bank on Sunday, another thing that happened that I was excited about, though I didn't get to watch it thanks to fucking Peacock. They put the briefcase in the hand of Big E. Great I choice. I should be very excited about that. Yeah. Instead, I'm sitting here waiting to see how they fuck it up.
2: Well, yeah, because they've not, uh, you know, they they've proven time and time again that yeah. uh, they're not to be trusted with, with telling, you know, for the company that's like we tell stories, we yeah. make movies. They ain't doing fuck all no, with either one of those. They don't. Situations. They don't
1: make movies anymore, man. They. I said it on on the Schlegel soapbox episode. I'll say it again. They make content, and more than that, they make moments. If you watch WWE programming under the guise of they want to have three seconds to use in a video package. Yeah. Because I've said for the longest time, and I'm surprised it didn't hit me. You didn't need to watch on Smackdown. Watch the pay-per-view. There will yeah. be a video package before the match. They'll explain uh-huh. to you why you need to give a shit. Holy shit. The entire show is run that way. They just want to yeah. have the snippets for the video package.
2: Or for a gift that they can tweet out.
1: Yeah. That's all they're aiming for now. They don't yeah. care about the connective tissue. They don't care about any of it. I mean, I hate to make this a WWE versus AEW thing, but it is the
0: closest comparison yeah, it's, it's the closest available.
1: comparison you have right now. Look at how WWE handled Karrion Cross on Monday. Mm-hmm. Karrion Cross is a champion of their third brand. He's supposed to be the future of the company. Look how they handled him versus how AEW handled the announcement and in-company debut, though he is not signed, of Nick Gage. Yeah. yeah. Nick Gage is not an AEW contracted talent. He will not be around for more than a week. Mark my words on this. That right. dude is not getting signed. No. However, they made him look like an absolute cult icon in... Five seconds of MJF talking about him and, you know, another 20 seconds of Excalibur putting over his accolades. Yeah. A commentary. They made him a big deal for the people at home who had no idea who he was, for the audience live who had no idea who he was.
2: No, the audience knew who well, he was. That crowd well, I'm great.
1: saying those in the audience who didn't uh, know okay. who he was.
2: Right.
1: He became important. Yeah. Who gives a single iota of shit? About Karrion Cross, who saw him for the first time on Monday. I mean, I didn't care about him
2: when he was, you know, still wrecking shop in NXT. That's <laughs> <but, laughs> fair point. But yeah, point. this is definitely not making me tune in. I'll tell you that. It's just a world of difference. You can.
1: It is. It is shocking and frustrating how easy it is to make people
2: care, and they yeah. don't bother to do it. You just have to put a little, little, just the slightest amount of effort in. Yeah. And 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 that's it. You know. There was uh, I think I feel like I have brought this up before, Um, you know, when I was working at the radio station, uh, my old music director, we we would argue about songs about whether or not it would be a hit. And he goes, if uh, any song I want to be a hit, I'll make a hit. You just play it enough. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you 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 dictate what happens and people will catch on to it and then become invested in it and like it or request it or buy their T-shirt and so on and so forth. That's you just have to put the effort in to, you know, uh to 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 put them out there and let them do their thing. Yeah. And that's not what they did. WWE. No.
1: no, it's not. And uh to that I say uh good luck to Harry Smith who uh was on a dark match this week. He was apparently resigned. Good luck yeah. running that back again, bud. Hope it goes great for you. Good luck to Andy Get Hartwell, your count, who count count worked your a dark match on uh on zeros. Friday. Yeah. Uh, good luck to Aaliyah who worked a dark match on Friday. Good luck and Godspeed. I hope it goes well. I hope you get what you want out of this, because they're not going to give it to you. So find your joy.
2: When do you think? Here's a question. When do you think? Here's a, here's a guy. Here's a question. Yeah. Clearly, as I start asking a question. Yeah. When will it change for the for the next next generation, where their dream is to no longer headline WrestleMania? When do you think that's
1: changing? I think we're starting to see it in real time. Okay. I I, I think we have uh, a unique grouping of talents. You know, you can point to some of the meme, quote unquote, meme wrestlers, your, your Dan Housens, your Warhorses, your Effies. Yeah. In the case of Effie in particular, he's very outspoken about never wanting to sign anywhere. Right. He's very outspoken about how you can make a very true, very real living. Independently and never have to sign away who you are. Yeah. I think you have people beneath them who are coming up, who are seeing the landscape of, okay, if I go to NXT, yeah, I'll probably get paid more consistently than what I'm making on the indies. And I, I've said this before. There's, there's a whole group of NXT talent that got signed in like the past year. I don't blame you. Like fucking take the paycheck during COVID. Like Right.
2: Yeah. True. I get
1: it. I get it. But you know, if you made it through this, if you're say, oh, Jordan Oliver, Ali Moriarty, a uh Jacob Fatu, you know, guys like that who are of note, of a name, I think they are probably looking more at impact and AEW as their step than WWE. Okay. I, I genuinely believe that to be true because I I think unless you are like, I, I got to be at WrestleMania, I think at this point you're in it more because you love the game. Right. And the only place that will let you play that game is AEW or Impact. Yeah. Yeah. No, I,
2: I, I hope you're right. Uh, cause you, you, made some really good points there. Um, I just, you know, it, it seems like that's always been the thing, you know, you sacrifice your, uh, creativity, you sacrifice any, basically any character development you've had over, you know, your run through the indies to sign to WWE, you, you know, get stripped of everything. it's, it's, it's. Coming through the PC is kind of like basic training. <laughs> you, yeah. You, you kind of get stripped of all autonomy. You're a name, a number. Uh, throw your, uh, you know, pull the lever on the NXT name generator. Here's your new name. Go out there. Get an eight-minute match. Here's your finish. Boom. Yeah. Sort yeah. of thing. It's a factory. Exactly. And and you work the same match the same way as everybody else.
1: Right. And you do it over and over, over and, and over, over and over, over and yeah. over again. It's always the same. So it's just, I mean, I always think there will be a line of people, whether generationally, you know, your your Orton's and and Mm -hmm. what have you of the world, or your talents who come from the other parts of sports, you know, your your guys who get signed out of college at wrestling, who flame out of the NFL, that sort of thing. Where WWE will be the logical move for them. Sure. Um, Because it is going from, you know, what was a top tier thing that maybe you did not excel in or you aged out of. Right. And and now you can go to the top tier. I think you're going to see a lot more of that in WWE than you're going to see, you know, Adam Coles of the world who are these
2: (laughs) A-tier indie talents signing away to WWE. And that, again, adds to less autonomy, less variety, less, yeah. you know, substance and just, you know, which may absolutely
1: fucking work for what WWE likes to do.
2: Well, it's not what I want to watch.
1: No, no, I I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and, and we'll get into that as we talk about the week that wasn't AEW. I think real quick, though, it is upon us to talk about. pro wrestling as this week in fact just a few hours ago they were in the tokyo dome uh for wrestle grand slam uh uh, the most cursed tokyo dome show of all time it looked Um, really sad it, it it did it did uh covid restrictions back in play state of emergency back in play in tokyo and chris i'm gonna be honest with you i'm starting to wonder when they're gonna be back in play uh here in the states in fact did you know this chris uh-oh. they're technically back in play here in maryland just somebody a certain governor didn't want to make a big show of it so fucking uh what's her name Jean miller at wbal had to do a
2: little bit of research or found out oh, that no. got re extended and damn August. you paris glendening how yeah. dare you
1: yeah um so anyway uh yeah uh maybe five thousand people in the tokyo dome
2: so that's one eighth of capacity. That's that's a generous uh, generous number there, because it looked like, from what I could tell, and I fast forward through everything until the main, because uh, I wanted the Shishingo and Tana. Um, there was, you know, a bunch of people on the floor around the ring, and then it looked like the main bowl level didn't seem to have that many people. There were some people in the upper decks.
1: Yeah, I noticed the nosebleed people.
2: I was just like, yeah, just. Walk down, my dude. Like <laughs> right, yeah. It was it was it was an odd <laughs> setup, but it it looked sad for the dome. Yeah, and also um, they had all the lights on, which made it weird. Yes, also, yeah. That was that was also very weird. Um, so you know, it sadness aside, is sadly unavoidable. I mean, COVID, state of emergency, the Olympics were going on. They had to stop selling tickets, uh, and you know the fact that people, even the amount of people that did come out, wanted to come out is a good thing, but obviously just, it, it looked, it looked sad. Um, yeah. but there were some, uh, some notable matches that, mm-hmm. that occurred. Uh, chase Owens won the, uh, pre-show Rambo and is the current king of pro wrestling. Goddamn right. He is. <laughs> so there's that. Put some respect um, on the name. The main show opened with the junior tag titles. It was, uh, Rocky Romero and Taguchi challenging ELP and Taji Ishimori, mm-hmm. and uh, they retained. Ishimori and, uh, and and ELP retained. After I was, I tried to like you know skip ahead a little bit, see what was going on in that match. It looks like looked like it was a really fun uh back and forth match between the two. I may go back and, and watch that in its entirety. Um and I, I saw a couple uh positive tweets about the thing as a whole as well. Uh also of note we had uh Robbie Eagles pick up the yeah. junior heavyweight title from uh, El Desperado. He's back at it. So uh, good for him. Uh his like sniper eye thing is so cringe coming out to the <laughs> ring I, I will say but uh he, he's very good i didn't really see anything in that match uh despi you know maybe get a rematch uh what else happened uh okada snuck one out over jeff cobb via a uh roll-up situation there um shocking jeff cobb and shocking me because i thought that uh you know <laughs> that cobb was gonna kind of get a push of a big monster foreigner sort of situation. Not, not so much the case here. I mean, it was, it was a fluke roll of victory and Cobb pretty much manhandled Okada throughout from what I saw. Uh, what else we have? We had the techers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they lost, right? The, uh, the, n- I,
1: no, I they want, they won them back. Yeah, they, they won the tag titles back over the, the, the team of Naito and Sonata. So that was the quick, dangerous techers quick are quick. once again, IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. Now, okay. The main event, which was originally supposed to be uh, Kota Ibushi going against uh, Shingo Takagi for the IWGP world title, um, Ibushi pulled out. He had received his COVID vaccine mm-hmm. and then uh, caught, unrelated to the vaccine, a case of aspirative pneumonia. Yeah. Which sounds like good. it sucks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Same. you never want you never want aspiration to show up in a, in a medical record. That's no. not not a not a good situation yeah, there.
1: Not not great. Uh, the only thing you want in your lungs is air. Yes. <laughs> um, so no, Abushi, but Tana stepped up to the plate. He did, and figuratively, because it was Wrestle
2: Grand Slam. Uh, um How was it, Chris? It was good. I don't think it was as good as our match earlier this year. Okay. Um, but it was still really good. Um I will say watching Tanahashi be Tanahashi is mm-hmm. pretty outstanding. Yeah. I mean the guy is just phenomenal. And watching him fire up and make a comeback is one of the pure joys of watching pro wrestling, I would mm-hmm. say. Um but Shingo, being Shingo, uh, very dominant throughout. Batana stood his uh, stood his ground. Was attacking Shingo's legs. Um, it was it was a lot of leg based offense. There was at one point a uh, an avalanche second rope um, made in Japan that did not cause the <laughs> the uh, the the finish there. Wow. Um, there were there were there were some really good false finishes towards the end. There was a combination of. I forget the first move Tana did, but then he hit a Kamagoye and then he hit a uh, high fly flow. I was like, Oh shit, this could be it. But Shingo kicked out, um, some really good, believable, um, near falls, but Shingo did win with the, uh, with the last of the dragon for the three to retain, uh, cuts his promo. And then there's a, uh, yeah, I know. I already see your face reacting here. The video screen lights up and it's, uh, it's Japanese Kevin
1: Nash himself
2: evil and dick togo and then lights come back on evil's in the ring attacks shingo holds the title over him so it looks like we're getting evil shingo next so that should be an easy defense for shingo let's call it that Uh, let's hope (laughs) let's hope i think that i feel like that experiment failed and i I wouldn't imagine them being too keen on running that back i mean look at the end of the day i think gato's just like we need fucking
1: matches man i don't
2: know they keep making me run these goddamn
1: shows (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah well yeah i mean would it there's there's a question would it be better off for them to take another couple months off hiatus wise
1: but clearly there's there's a reason why they need to keep running shows in front of 25 disinterested people in kirk and hall yeah so
2: it's it's, it's a sad state of affairs over there it
1: really is it's really unfortunate and i know that the issues are
2: much bigger than them sure um Oof! What doofah man? Just... I feel bad for Shingo. I mean, he got to headline the dome, but it yes. wasn't a. It was technically a dome show, but it was not a dome show. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was not. It was not what it was supposed to be.
1: And you know, Tana's a company guy, and he's gonna try to make chicken
2: salad out of chicken shit, no matter how much shit is in there. The but, uh, match quality was great though. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he's he, he's the company man, and he he's legitimately the ace. You throw him in there on a yeah. day's notice after you know going thirty minutes with Kenta the day prior, yeah. and puts on a it was almost forty minutes long this match, which yeah. I, I would argue it didn't need to be, but you know it was. <laughs> you don't say a New Japan main it, event ran long. You know, if, if you just trim the first ten minutes off of any New Japan main event, you're still in good shape to catch all the good shit. Yeah,
1: so I mean, some some of us might employ that sometimes. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) no i did certain ones of us in this podcast go i don't need limb work just yeah i'll (laughs) i'll I'll, I'll pick it up
2: (laughs) majority of the match was limb work but uh as as even though we didn't see a title change in japan last night of note we did see a major title change in atlantic city last night yeah we did Where fucking matt cardona formerly known as Zack Ryder defeated woo woo woo. Nick Gage you know in a fucking death match in Atlantic city at GCW homecoming yeah. to shock the fucking world. Yes. Um, to get, uh, Hogan turning on, um, savage heat. Yeah. Uh, and get pelted with beer cans. Uh, and just, it, it was, it's kind of a, it's going to be one of those moments. Definitely. I would say if I'm Matt Cardona, aside from winning the IC title at WrestleMania 32, this is probably the greatest moment of his career. It, it, uh, it's it, up there. Third place would be pushed off the, uh, the stage in a wheelchair yeah. by Kane and, with a neck Fourth crease. place is his relationship with Chelsea Green. Sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> that downstate theme
1: brought it down a bit more. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't know who I don't know if this was Cardona reaching out to um uh what's his name uh, Bet, Brett, uh Brett Lauderdale uh, Brett Lauderdale thank you I don't know if it was Cardona yeah. reaching out to Lauderdale and say hey I got an idea or vice versa um this was a clever idea I mean you have a guy who has a built-in cult of personality genius in idea Cardona against yes. uh, again, a cult icon. In Nick Gage um, well, from the
2: completely different side of the cult spectrum. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Very, very different sides of it. Um, packed house in Atlantic city. It looked like, yeah. um, I don't know if you saw any of the, the gifts or videos from the show. Um, it looked like it was a wild show in general, but that match in particular, uh, Gage literally like having fans run up on him during his intro to hype him up to, uh, Cardona had security guys mm-hmm. keeping the fans away from him. Uh Genius. like it, it. It felt legit, uh, yeah. and and I've I've heard some stories from the show about legit grown men crying with rage uh, over <laughs> oh. over the victory of Cardona. Now this was part one of a weekend double shot. Right. for GCW in Atlantic City for their homecoming weekend. Uh, Matt Cardona posted on Twitter that he was flying back to Orlando and going to Disneyland today.
2: So Yeah. <laughs> Look, when you think about it, it makes perfect <coughs> sense because Gage yeah. is going to show up on Dynamite on Wednesday, yeah. and you don't want your Federation champion to lose on national TV. Yes. So this was a Genius way to take the title off him. I don't see this reign of Cardona lasting too long.
0: No, um, no, no,
2: no, this, this just, is just in the interim as long. Just give, just, just give Jericho an opportunity to hit a Judas effect on Nick age on dynamite on Wednesday uh, and, and not be a super egregious sort of thing with your yeah. champion losing. So it, it makes sense. You get good, great heat for Cardona, who is just milking it and, and, and living it up. Um, you know, the, the GCW crowd I'd imagine this is kind of what Ring of Honor crowds were like back in when Ring of Honor first started in, like, the heyday. Mm-hmm. Is, is that kind of accurate? Yeah, yeah it,
1: it, it's closer to what CZW crowds were. There's, okay, fair. There's definitely a closer through line between CZW in early to mid-2000s to GCW now
2: not so much just the violence but also the this is our guy sort of thing and yes no outsiders can come in and be yes. our guy
1: yeah 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 because like ring of honor had that thing of like if it was someone of note you know yeah. they had all japan guys come in they had new Japan yeah. guys come in they had noah guys they had dragon guys treated like, with respect exactly
2: yeah
1: czw was like fuck you czw fans yeah. and now gcw fuck you this is real you're all pussies you know that yeah that type of full on, you know, New York, New
2: Jersey, Philadelphia level of like,
1: fuck you, this fucking rules, you know, that.
2: Yeah, this lot. seems like a pretty insufferable crowd. I don't think I ever want to go to a GCW show.
1: No, no, yeah, you probably don't. um But it is, it, it, I mean, the MLW crowd we experienced uh, two weekends ago is a little bit like a that. a hop, skip, and a jump. Um, yeah. There probably was some some overlap. Um I I just think it was a br- brilliant move, uh, and also I just want to point out that uh, Matt Cardona is an ECW original, unlike say a Nick Gage. So I think Cardona's got a little bit of uh, got a little bit of notoriety. WWE, ECW, the ECW original. <laughs> <laughs> So so, yeah. so good on good on him. Yeah, uh, by the you know. way, thanks uh, GCW for the reminder that Matt Cardona is
2: a fucking mountain of a man
1: yoked <laughs> good absolutely God.
2: swole. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good for him, and good for him going, uh, going full deathmatch, You know, yeah. bleeding and 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 committing to the bit. Uh, I, yes. You know, I was never a big Zack Ryder guy, uh, yeah. but in this role, this the hype video for this match, I was, I was, I was all in. Like, yeah, yeah. I was furiously re uh, refreshing my Twitter feed last night as this was going on. So, yeah. uh, you know, not enough for me to buy a pay per view or whatever, no, but no. you know, I was, I was interested, if not invested.
1: Well, hey, let's uh, go ahead and pull this together. Talking about the Ring of Honor show that we saw a couple weeks ago. Shit, we didn't cover that at all, did we? That's all right. I had an idea of making a a silly Ring of Honor intro, but I I, I never got around to doing it. Much like other things. But I did remember to pull this. I will hope to find more ways to use that.
2: I I, I trust in you.
1: Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, But yeah, uh, AEW, we are coming... uh, to uh well we we've gone through fighter fest we're heading towards fight for the fallen yep um it's been in a very big few weeks for aew dub uh it has become the place where all any and all professional wrestlers can land we've yeah. got we've got u.s uh iwgp u.s title matches we've got uh lucid underground people popping back up we've got uh we got a little bit of everything um it's I I can honestly say the past two weeks of AEW uh have been some of the most fun I've had watching wrestling television in years
2: yeah yeah hard to argue they really put a lot of efforts into building matches for fighter fest and uh the competitors left it all out there, man. There's some really, really good matches. Uh, yeah. you know, the coffin match from week one uh, was just really, really fun to watch. Darby Allen is insane. Ethan Page is really good at what he does. Yeah, great chemistry, super violent. Uh, just you know some of those bumps Darby took is just it's just, yeah but, but and, and after on.
1: winning, fuck it, I'm gonna put myself through the coffin anyway.
2: yeah. That's uh, that was a choice. Certainly yeah. a choice. Great, a great. You know that'll be in the uh, the highlight reel for for years to come. Hundred percent,
1: hundred percent.
2: But yeah, that was that was fantastic. Uh, I'm trying to. It's been so long; so much stuff has happened. I'm trying to remember what else happened. uh, Uh, John Boxley
1: defended the U.S. title against Carl Anderson in a shockingly good match. That was good. Uh, And then uh, this past Wednesday, he defended it against Lance Archer, losing it clean as a sheet in a Texas Death Match, which absolutely ruled. It did. It was a lot of fun. uh, Unbelievably violent. The finish was nuts. I had a hunch they were going to call back to the double table spot because the hype video showed. Both yeah. double table spots. This time it had a barbed wire board and uh for some reason Mox went, Eh, fuck it, use the real barbed wire this time. <laughs> as you could see his skin getting pulled as he tried to get yeah. out from it Ah uh, by the way great idea if we're finished for uh, a last man standing style Texas death match. not being able yeah, to get out literally of Literally not being wire. able to get out of barbed wire yeah um but yeah oh, Lance geez. archer now u s champion big time moment for him in Texas yeah uh, loved that and uh also loved in real time uh Jim Ross realizing uh Hicka Leo is uh very large you could audibly hear him gain an erection yeah Haku's uh,
2: very large son
1: yes very large adult son uh yes. massive big boy looking forward to that match next week Hell what yeah. else do we have oh Wheeler Utah getting some uh some yeah big showcase matches yes he lost Sammy Guevara on week one and lost to uh um Darby Allen on week two but that kid looks awesome in both those matches.
2: Uh, is he sponsored by Subway, or is his color scheme on his pants just, uh, <laughs> just subway subtle nod
1: to that? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're just Subway-esque. I, I also okay. feel like he's sponsored by Bane in The Dark Knight Rises with that sweet jacket. Shit.
2: <laughs> 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 I was born into the Italian
0: BMT. You only adopted it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to eat fresh, Batman. <laughs>
2: well, I will say the the second ma- uh, second week match with Ayuda did lead to one of the most absurd and entertaining moments in AEW yes. history. As we had uh, the confrontation everybody wanted between Orange Cassidy and Sting. Yes, as a uh, Sting proves that he fucking gets it yes put over oc
1: huge outstanding by instigating the slow-mo kick spot oh boy and uh the peace de resistance sting doing the slow-mo uh gorilla the chest laziest beat. chest
2: uh, beat ever oh uh, uh,
1: so good uh, excellent stuff choice um trying to think of what else we had over the past few weeks uh more we of the bill baker Oh, oh, yes, we had Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose for the women's yeah. title, a match that some called sloppy, I feel like, was sloppy enough to feel a bit more real.
0: Um, yes. There I, was
2: the, I don't think there's any argument that it was a bit sloppy, yeah. but I don't think it detracted from the no. match, as you said. And apparently Britt broke her fucking wrist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is Which is crazy. I'm trying to think back of any moment that may have done that, but nothing's ringing a bell. No, but But, broke uh, her wrist and she's going to work through it with a cast on. Good for her. I mean, that's, you know, little – she's had some issues with injuries. I hope it's, you know, not continuing to be a trend. Uh, But like we said, the match was a little sloppy. Maybe that was – Part of what led to the the wrist being broken yeah. but i i did enjoy the match it, it kind of had you know the sloppiness yeah. added to a a real feel to and, it
1: and the double guerrero homo- homage spot right in the heart of texas
2: good stuff which there. was great yeah, yeah. really good Lo- stuff
1: loved that a lot um and it looks like we have an idea of who uh brit baker's gonna be going up against soon because this past friday finally on her birthday yeah. thunder rosa is all oh, elite God, yes crank up the not quite soul fly as uh she uh <laughs> she is officially signed apparently her deal with uh NWA quietly ended on July 1st. Ah. They signed her um and she's involved both uh in ring and behind the scenes as she's one of the faces of their um corporate charity initiatives now. Uh
2: That's awesome. They, she they, seems like a great person.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, apparently her shoot job prior to wrestling was in social services.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, I remember um, hearing that in the uh unrestricted uh yeah. podcast. Um so yeah, she's uh she's she's great happy to see her around. Um yeah, that would make for another memorable title defense for for Britt Baker. Yeah. Um we are getting Rusev. Oh, wow. Miro. Yes. <laughs> uh choosing his opponents. Yes, yes. Uh, a little ENC bit of title. a yeah, a little bit of a
1: spoiler for Dark Elevation on Monday. Uh, they they taped this prior to the show on, uh, on Wednesday. Miro, he's been doing some great pre-tape promos, talking about, you know, he's the redeemer. He's God's favorite champion. Well, he uh, comes out uh, post a match that uh, sh- Shoddy Lee Johnson has on mm-hmm. Monday and informs Lee Johnson that he has a TNT title match on Wednesday against him, which is. Just awesome! The reverse <laughs> that, open challenge, the calling
2: yeah. your shot situation—I yes. love it. it yeah. it's a it's a great, uh, great flip on a trope there.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently been... uh, his new entrance theme with the horns really add to it because after the match the horns hit and out he yeah. comes. So I, I, I like this idea a lot that uh, that that the horns become a thing to be scared
2: of. Yes, yeah. No, that's good stuff. Uh, we've got like you said, we're starting to say earlier we've gotten more build towards what uh, is going to be Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega likely at all out. Yes. Um with more dark order and Hangman versus Elite shenanigans, um we get the what is the tag match next week? Uh yeah,
1: it, it's actually a super stacked show next week for Charlotte. Um let me go ahead and pull up the full card for that at the Bojangles Coliseum yeah the Bojangles Coliseum Uh, it's the 5v5 elimination match of um, the elite Kenny Omega Young Bucks and Good Brothers versus Hangman Page and the Dark Order Dark Order made up of Evil Uno Stu Grayson John Silver and Alex Reynolds okay Um, so definitely I think it's going to end up being Hangman Page and John Silver as the last guys for Dark
2: Order the interesting uh, thing about this is that Omega is going to have to eat a pin.
1: He will. He will. And the question is to who and how and when. Yeah. Uh, so very, very interesting there. We're going to have uh, Mox. There's not Moxley Archer against uh, Hickaleo, uh for the U.S. title. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express against Private Party and Helico. I wonder if they're going to start to continue to seed the sows of uh, or excuse me,
2: continue to sow the seeds of doubt uh, between Jungle Boy and Christian. I would imagine so. Uh, JB's been shooting some side eyes to Christian palling around with Luchasaurus. Yes. Um, so interesting to see how that pans. I think JB versus uh, Christian for All Out sounds like a great idea.
1: Yeah, dude, could be an awesome match. Because fuck, Christian had probably Matt Hardy's best solo match in
2: years. <laughs> Easily, yeah.
1: The other week. Um. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say it was like the best match I've ever seen. But it was just... No. Two guys, two vets having a really solid, really great match. And yep. uh, I think Christian, you know, being pushed into that next gear by a younger guy uh, would be very good. Mm-hmm. FTR versus Santana and Ortiz. Hell a yeah. Match I would go. be even more excited about if they didn't have the really awkward press conference. You can watch the full version of it on YouTube and you have to yeah. because the version that was aired on Dynamite was really fucking chopped up and weird. It Basically, was. as far as I can tell. The version that we got to see on television was uh, was uh, Cash pointing out we were poor too, Dax saying, Hey, I really want to wrestle you guys, Ortiz saying, Hey, I want to wrestle you too, and Santana going, Look at these photos,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what we had. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's that's pretty much it. The photo bit was uh, was an interesting choice, um, yeah. but you know. Regardless of that segment, I'm hyped for this match. You yeah, the,
1: the match is going to deliver. Uh, and we're also going to have a no DQ match. Chris Jericho as the pain maker <laughs> going against Nick Gage. Nick Gage making oh. his surprise debut on Dynamite this past yeah. Wednesday. MJF saying he hired him. Uh, basically, it, it seems to be very similar to the Jeff Cobb uh, one shot that we had yeah. on the road to revolution. Oh, wow. I even forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, should be a very good match, should be a hell of a show. Also, Tony Khan announcing a major new live event. Tony Khan not typically on air for AEW.
2: Yeah, I'm curious what this is going to be. Is it going to be another themed Wednesday show? Is it going to be a themed Friday Rampage, which hasn't begun yet? Is it going to be a new pay-per-view? I've seen
1: some people speculating, uh, because there was a recent trademark filing, uh, by AEW for "quote unquote" the first dance. That okay. Some people think it may be related to that. I've seen some people. They're bringing in Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. Um, the The argument I've seen, or the thought I've seen, is it may be some sort of multi promotional throwdown. Huh. Hell yeah! Let's fucking go. Which I could be very much into. I mean, we've seen New Japan. Impact, Triple A, all send guys to AEW.
2: Yeah, what the
1: hell? Why not make it a whole to do? Um, what,
2: what was the name of the? It was Ring of Honor. New Japan had the. Uh, uh, that
1: was that was um, uh, best in the world. Um, was it best in the world?
2: Okay, because I thought it was like Collision something. Oh yeah
1: yeah yeah. yeah. Um,
2: I, not I Collision thought, Course. Was it Collision Course?
1: It, it must. It might have been something like that. I don't, I don't know. know. But nevertheless. Yeah. Very interesting show. And then in two weeks in Jacksonville for the last Jacksonville show in a while, Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. And Cody's got a whole new season of the Go Big Show to film, which tells yeah. me that Malachi Black is going to shoot murder him. And I'm going to just giggle with glee as I get covered in cheese it bits, because that's what happens when Cody Rhodes is on my television.
2: Yeah, hopefully that match is uh, under sixty seconds. So that was uh, <laughs> I, all it needs is it, it needs to be just one black mass or whatever he's gonna yeah, call yeah. it. Yeah, is there a way work. that they can have Cody's head kicked into the second row? Because I think I think that's what we need. I feel like, uh, oh man, and it is the the all white. G uh suit Cody versus the all blacked out Malachi Black is like uh
1: now you see little Chris
2: fucking on the nose. The symbolism here, of
1: the white suit means oh my he is God. pure. Whereas mm. the symbolism of the black suit means he's
2: not pure. Yep, sure. Yeah, we get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. His last name is Black. Okay. Yes, because he's the devil, Chris. Yep yep no we get it we don't need a uh, yep. you don't need to be hammered on the head you want to hear the 35 more
1: minutes about it just go to twitch.tv slash malachi black does he have his own now or is he still uh, aping you know on uh, his wife i think he's still on his wife's. but hey yeah. you know what at least he gets an intro on there unlike his wife who just gets tossed out on <laughs> fucking smacked down <laughs> with the job entrance two weeks into a new deal
2: hey you know what that house is making some money right now so good for them <laughs> yeah. uh if they wanted to make more money set up that OnlyFans and uh <laughs> I will happily subscribe with the quickness yes but
1: more importantly please subscribe patreon.com slash the Roughhouse podcast <laughs>
2: chris needs to eat you guys he needs don't make me post nudes <laughs> You know what? If you don't subscribe, we'll start posting. Leads. That is <laughs> that
1: is what's going to happen. We, oh, that is the threat we are putting out to you.
2: Yikes! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna regret saying that, aren't I? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, time to pull out that DSLR. <laughs>
0: The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at Roughhouse SGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at patreon.com slash the Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redo's, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough House pod. uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph, He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Hey guys, Justin here from the Rough House Podcast. And as you know, recently I accidentally got someone pregnant have to have a family. Now, I want you to go ahead and walk a path that I'm not going to be able to. Life, freedom, the decision to do what you want, when you want, that's off the table for me. Not for you. In the event that you happen to screw up like I do... I'd like to invite you to the Suplex Warehouse. Myself, Brock Lesnar, we'll go ahead and take you and whatever individual in your life that you never planned on being with into the back, and we'll just Suplex them for 45 minutes to an hour. Broken neck, broken back, broken spine, doesn't matter. Suplex Warehouse is here for you to clean up after your mess. No pun intended. Should have ended up on the sheets. The Suplex Warehouse has a variety of suplexes. Everything from a fisherman suplex, belly-to-belly suplex, snap suplex. Hell, we'll just swing a metal bar at someone's back. Whatever we can do to take care of you and to get you back on track to that life you planned on, Lemon, but because you goofed up in someone's hoo-hoo, was taken off the shelf. The Suplex Warehouse. Eat, sleep, conquer, get back on your feet.